Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Faithful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes in I believe that God's gloriously lived a packet until all around the world it's been circulated. Greetings, brothers and sisters. Welcome to yet another episode of the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. This is not going to be a traditional episode where we interview somebody. We're just going to go through the new Believer's Faith Challenge report, the winter 2023 edition that's been published this week, made available here locally at Clover the Bible Way. Uh, believers have gotten some copies of it. I have a copy in my hands right now. And the title is Feed My Lambs. Uh, as always, we have the host here, Brother Tim Dodd, and uh, we're just going to be discussing some of the things that have been selected to be covered in the print edition understanding that there isn't enough pages to print all that the Lord has done in the past 12 months. Brother Tim. Thank you, Brother Jean. Welcome, everyone. It's good to be back this week. And and just a little podcast to talk about the Believer's Faith Challenge Report, which was which is hot off the press, as we might say, uh, just printed this week and being released and being sent out as we speak. So if you are subscribe to the Believer's Faith Challenge Report. You will be getting it in the mail very soon. If you're not subscribed, Brother Jean will give you the information at the end of the podcast of how to subscribe to either the electronic version, that is to say how to get it by email, or how to get your own personal print edition of the Believer's Faith Challenge Report, which is issued every six months. All right. Now, the first... uh page here in the Believer's Faith Challenge report here is on Uganda. The title reads, Feed My Lambs. And I'd just like to read the scripture. Obviously, it comes from John 21. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto them, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. Our brother team, um, What's the inspiration beyond the scripture and why is the scripture selected here as a title of Uganda? As always, we, you know, look to the Lord of what's happening currently in the mission field as it pertains to things that Bible believers is familiar with. And I was thinking of this scripture for two reasons. Uh, Number one, we're involved in the feeding of sheep and lambs. And as it pertains to Uganda, it's a lot of lambs. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of young Christians or young message believers. Right. You know, they might be old Pentecostal believers, Methodist believers, Baptist believers, um, different Seventh-day Adventists, different ones that have come into the message in the last few years, congregations that have been orphaned because they've been uh, put out from their denomination and they lost their building. And I certainly preached in some of those places this past year or this past trip rather, Uh, but they definitely the most, the thing that they need the most, and I'm not, I'm not in any way um, making light of the fact that they need buildings. There are congregations there that are still orphaned from their buildings, worshiping under a tree or maybe under a tarpaulin or something. And they need something a little bit more solid to, Uh, um, to be able to uh, have regular meetings and uh, we certainly want to make that need known. But uh, the number one need that they all have is the 
message of the hour. That's why they have left their denominations. Right. It's for the light of the message of the hour. Mm -hmm. The message of the hour is not one doctrine. It's not one thought. The message of the hour is the revealed word of God as our Lord spoke it through his prophet, William Branham, to the bride in this last day to get her ready for a rapture. Mm -hmm. That's the message. And it's contained in 1,200 or so messages. And for that reason, um, we need to make these available to these people in their language. So feeding the lambs was what came to my mind, is that there's many, many who have not heard the message in its entirety, who have not really had a chance to feed on the message that we want to do everything that we can to it. So now I'll, I'll say the second point is that turning to the listener and turning to the supporter of the believer, uh, of Bible believers, the supporters and the donors and everybody that prays for what is happening in the mission field, Jesus started out the statement with Simon Peter. He said, lovest thou me? Mm-hmm. You know, and we could say that to everybody. Mm. Do you love the Lord? Right. Right. And Jesus didn't say, if you love me, um, come out of your denomination. (laughs) If you love me, um, you know, I want you to sacrifice. I want you to do this or I want you to do that or I want you to be baptized or I want you, you know, all of those things. Build buildings. Yes, exactly. The Lord said, if you love me, feed my lambs. Yes. And then he went on to Peter and said, feed my sheep. Right. So it's even the ones that are more mature that also need feeding. Mm-hmm. And so uh, in another place, the Lord admonished Peter, when you're converted, strengthen the brethren. Right. You know, so so if we really love the Lord, we have to have a burden for missions. Right. It just goes hand in hand. Amen. And here there's several pictures. Maybe we can talk about some of these pictures. I think you were mentioning earlier that it's not often that we get pictures from some of these locations in, in Uganda. Well, actually, it is often, but there are some locations, some locations. that we, we don't get enough pictures. Right. And that, uh, so when the when the reader will look at the pictures of the people getting books and holding books and rejoicing over the books and the Bibles in different locations, locations in Uganda, just like they have in Angola or in different countries, Ethiopia, uh, we're we are always thrilled to get these pictures mm-hmm. because it's not just pictures of books being printed; it's pictures of people receiving the books, right, and rejoicing over the books and having the books in their hands. and mm-hmm. And so, I'm sure that everybody that views this will rejoice with us. We're so thankful for every picture that is sent to us and to some of the brothers. I, I've said quite honestly you brothers need to send us more pictures. I know that those books are going out. And in some cases, you know, a local pastor might not have a phone where the camera works properly on it. So True. It, yeah. it, it, and I, I recognize that and it it's part of the problem. But, you know, we're not going to buy them new phones just so they can take pictures. <laughs> but to those that are able to take pictures, we, we certainly want to receive the pictures and it is a blessing. It will be a blessing to those that view it. I know it is because it's a blessing to me with every picture that I get. Certainly is a blessing just looking at these pictures here on page two and three, seeing brothers and sisters and rejoicing, holding up those books and seeing several open books here with the message hub brand on it. And it's just a, it's amazing to see the people receive uh, the word of God or 
the sheep or the lamb receiving food. Amen. Put it in those terms. Um, my understanding is that we've printed to date uh, about 30,000 Bibles. And there's just and 65,000 of them. Um, just books. a few left in the inventory. That's very true. We're, we're going to need to reprint this year, this coming year, and a number of the larger books, including the Bibles. Mm-hmm. We've just sent out the last, almost the last of the Bibles to the remote locations. There was about 3,000 Bibles left, and those have been sent out. There was uh, just a few seals and Hebrews and church age books left, and those have just about all been sent out. We, I just got a report today from Uganda, this being the end of the month, and you know we printed 13,000 message books, individual message books in the country. Wow. That's 5,700 in uh, Luganda language, mm-hmm. uh, 750 in English. We have a church that is sponsoring the printing of the English language, and that's mostly for around Kampala. Right. So that's about 750 English books, 3,000 Karamajong books, 3,000 Ateso books, 600 Kenya Rwanda books for the southwest portion of Uganda. And uh, so we're... We're very, um, we're very involved monthly. I keep the brothers there very busy. Brother Basabosi working with us. Uh, we keep him very busy printing and shipping and sending reports and keeping us up to date on how everything's going there. So, yes, this coming year we'll need to print the larger books, which we do offshore. We'll probably need to print 10,000 church-age books. And if we have the funds, we'd like to print 10,000 Bibles. 10,000 Bibles at about $6, $6. U.S. a piece, that's $60,000 U.S. or almost $100,000 Canadian. And $2.50 for the larger books. That's correct. So here it says in, on page three, it says that today we printed 30,000 Bibles, as I mentioned, but it also mentions 65,000 of the other large books. So obviously the church age book is one of those large books. Is there anything else that fits in that category or is it just the church age book? The church age book is what we would like to print right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the seals book and the Hebrew series okay. book are also printed. Uh, and we, we're getting very low on those also. Uh, there's not as much of an urgent, but if an urgent need for those, but if we print those, we might print 5,000 of each of those titles. Okay. And obviously that goes without saying that with more printed books, it also means more translations as well. Because not only are we printing uh, what we've already translated, but there's still several messages that need to be translated before they can be printed. The large books are all translated. All, all the large books are translated. Yeah. All but right. the individual books, are, there's still translation going on in Karamajong, in Atesso. We have the seed library translated in the Luganda language. Actually, we yeah. have more than the seed library printed in the Luganda language. So we have mm-hmm. plenty of titles there. But uh, yeah, there is ongoing translation. Yeah, my uh, my appreciation for the translation work only increased uh, when we had Brother Jason Dumars you know, recently here. Uh, he was sharing with us, and I believe you're familiar with the story if you're listening to the podcast that he was uh, in Egypt and he preached on future home and what was the rapture going to be like, and after the rapture, the millennium, and most of the believers, if not all of them, had never heard about that about future home or even after the rapture. To me, that was just incredible to think that there is a group of believers, the bride of Jesus Christ, somewhere around the world who doesn't even know what a future home is going to be like. Mm. That just put a burden on me and I realized, yes, this work of translation must be ongoing and must go on. And may the Lord anoint more translators and, and send more people to support that work. Amen. Amen. 
But that's not the case in Uganda. As we heard, they've already had the majority of the seed library, if not more. And all the the larger books are already translated. So we thank the Lord for that. We covered Uganda in details, I think, three episodes when you came back from Africa. But the team, is there anything you want to, to say additional to what we perhaps already covered in the previous episodes? No, all we can say is that the testimonies are still coming in. The brothers are so very appreciative of what the Lord did there and uh, the supernatural things that took place and the ministry of the Word. Uh, they're so ap- appreciative of the quality of the ministry and the word that they receive. And so we're, it's always encourages us after we've been somewhere that the Lord uses it and blesses it. And, you know, the brothers that were with me, mm-hmm. Stephen Dodd uh, from Grand Prairie, uh, Victor Adamora from here, uh, as they called him, my bodyguard. <laughs> and, uh, you know, even good to see my grandson there too. So yeah. it was, it was a, those brothers were a great blessing as well. Yeah. And on, on page five, there's a few more pictures there of the brothers uh, hand folding and stapling stacks of message books in the office there in Kampala. It's nice to see. Amen. Well, let's move on to Ethiopia. I want to start by referring back to a comment that Brother Volgas made, uh, I think, several months ago, actually. Just when you returned from Uganda, we we had him on the podcast as well with you. Uh, he had said that just give it more time and what's happening in Uganda will start happening in Ethiopia. Of course, he's referring to the churches coming to the message, pastors being converted with their whole churches. Uh, so far, we've seen the Lord move in Ethiopia maybe two year, three year, four year, five year, and it's been steady and it's been growing and we thank him for that. But there's more things here that I see on this uh on page uh, six and seven, your brother, Tim, do you want to tell us more about this new Open Doors? It was uh, very, it's been very encouraging. Like I mentioned on the previous podcast, I, I just felt led to stop in Ethiopia on my way to Uganda. Mm-hmm. We had a meeting with the ministers and then we had a, a meeting in the church. And so uh, in that meeting in the church, there was some visiting ministers from uh, other churches outside of the message. And uh, the Lord really dealt with them during the service. And Brother Mogus went for a follow-up visit with them. Now, while I was writing this article, uh, then uh, I kept getting updates from Brother Mogus. So he was in one area, and there was quite a number of believers that were baptized. Then he was in another area, and there was a pastor that embraced the message and his wife, Mm -hmm. and they were baptized and brought their whole church into the message. My. And then he went to another area, and then it was another pastor with a church of about 100 people, even though there was about 200 in the meeting mm-hmm. as Brother Mogus was preaching. And a lot of backslidden Christians came back to the Lord. And, Amazing. And, uh, and so, you know, the quite a number out of that church, almost 20 out of that church, based on the first meeting or the first series of meetings there, were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Amen. Christ. And the pastor confessed, you know, to Brother Mogus in front of the whole church. He says, now I want you to come. I want you to take this church and teach this church and introduce this message. And so he's just on fire for what God's doing. And so we're we're just thrilled uh, to see what's happening there in the country of Ethiopia. It is breaking forth. And like you said, Brother Mogus said uh, that this will, what's happening in Uganda will take place in Ethiopia. 
Little did we know it would be just days right. after that, <laughs> that he would begin to see whole churches come into the message of the hour. That's amazing. Um, I've just enjoyed hearing Brother Morgus just share his passion and his burden for his own people. There's always just that fire. Even when you're in Africa, when you're sending those audio recordings back, you, you, you couldn't even contain him. You know, he's just bubbling and so full of fire to see this message go forth in, in his country. And now the Lord is rewarding that zeal and that passion, just seeing pastors in our churches, exactly as he, we can now say now, prophesied, yeah. <laughs> coming Amen. to the message. The Lord is really using Brother Mogus in Ethiopia, mm-hmm. and there's several brothers that are ministering with him, and I, I wouldn't want to uh, in any way um, miss any one of them, but as it is a body ministry in these last days, it's not a one-man ministry. Yes, and even in any one country, I'm thankful for all of the brothers that have grown in the word there in Ethiopia since the very beginnings when Brother Basabozi uh, took the message into Ethiopia. And, uh, and I, and I want to always, you know, remind the people, it wasn't the first time the message went into Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. It was many times that different brothers, as I've heard over the years, have tried to do different things, but this seemed to be God's season. Right. And something took root. The reality took root. And now you don't know in those days, these young men that get saved, you don't know what they're going to turn into, what their ministry is going to be like, if they will be a minister. Uh, Brother Mogus was in university finishing a law degree. He was going to become a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but God uh, had other plans for Brother Mogus. Right. And now uh, the Lord has raised him up as a mighty minister in that mm-hmm. country and is using him to spread this message into areas that are uh, almost new on a regular basis. It's a a country of about 100 million people. There's a big need there. Mm -hmm. And now the message is spreading, as Brother Mogus said last year, is gone viral. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And I I, I like um, on page, uh, I believe it's page seven here, it says, breaking. (laughs) Yeah. Just before we publish, Brother Morgus completed his journey to follow up on many of these open doors. It's just that it's unfolding. It's, it's ongoing. It just can't stop it. Exactly. Exactly. And for, for those of the local believers that are listening to this, these, these are reports that are since even I gave the report of the trip in the church here, mm-hmm. since we had the podcast mm-hmm. on it and all of that. So this is just, you know, just in the last few weeks, wow. the things that God is doing. Amazing. Now we move on to China, page eight. Uh, we had Brother Tom Ray and Brother Murphy Wong here recently in the podcast published last Sunday. Um, we talked about the reunion, we called it the blessed reunion of the believers there, the Chinese believers in the Philippines. So that's what page eight and nine are all about. Uh, do you want to comment on that, Brother Tim? Well, I think in, I think enough was said back then uh, in the last podcast. And, you know, there's... Unfortunately, because of the the issue of the Chinese believers, that uh, there's always things that cannot be said publicly, especially on electronic media. We wouldn't want it going back into China and causing any difficulties for the people. Mm-hmm. It was good to see them there in the Philippines. In the Philippines itself, you know, there as Brother Tom mentioned last week, there's about six, seven hundred churches there, and spread out in a country of um, it's. Thousands of islands is what this country is made up of, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's difficult to move around. 
but the brothers have done a good job. And one of the things that that I'm aware of is that the brothers that are in the Philippines are also doing missions work in other countries. Right. And so... Uh, Thailand, Cambodia. Right. Vietnam, Vietnam, um, Myanmar, different places. So we're thankful for the brothers that have come to a level of maturity in the word that God is using them to take this message into other places. Mm -hmm. Amen. Now, page 10 and 11 is just uh, something we took out, an extract out of the questions and answers on missions. So thank you to all those who contributed to those sessions and who sent forth your questions. It was really uh, much enjoyable for, for us to go through them. Um, and if you have more questions, uh, feel free to email them at info at bible-believers.org. And that's info at bible-believers.org. And I, f I think that we're going to have another session sometime in the future where we'll be answering more questions if there's more questions coming our way. Amen, Lord willing. Lord willing. Finally, the message hub. The message hub. I just went through a lot of the statistics on the message hub, what's happening, what has unfolded. Even uh, I've looked at it in the last 10 years. Do you know in the last 10 years, which is uh, I, the period of time that I measure since I've been here, I've been now in Cloverdale for 10 years right. uh, since moving here and uh, working in missions for those 10 years. The message hub has grown from 60, about 60 languages to now 90 languages. Wow. So that's an increase of 50%. The number mm -hmm. of translations has more than doubled wow. in, in that time frame. So we're definitely seeing the Lord bless the message hub and use it. You know, God will bless what he can use. And that's uh, a great thing that's happening on the message hub. We want to have a a mission service. Uh, the pastor, Brother Tom Ray, has announced that, or hasn't announced it yet. Maybe I'm announcing it, and I hope I'm not preempting him. But uh, on December 17th, uh, he's mentioned to me that we would like to have a, a mission service that covers everything Bible Believers does, because so often when we give a missions report, it's based on something that happened recently, like a trip right. or something like that. So this, this service on December 17th, we want to just do a general overview of missions in all of the different facets mm -hmm. that Bible Believers is involved in. And also in that service on December the 17th, we have a special announcement mm -hmm. coming about the Message Hub. Yep. And that's all that we're going to say. <laughs> it's going to be announced on December the 17th. And uh, we are... Uh, I know people will be excited about some yeah. of the developments on the Message Hub. Yeah, I'm certainly excited about that. And that will be December 17 at 10.30, that's Pacific time. 10.30 Pacific time, yeah. And there's just some statistics here uh, about the activities uh, in the Message Hub for the past 12 months. 1,900 translations roughly uploaded. 148,000 message books have been downloaded. 556 uploaded audio translations. Just over 16,000 audio messages have been downloaded. And there's 16,000 plus translations, as you said, in 90 languages. I'm, so, I'm sorry, that number's obsolete now. It's <laughs> now over 17,000. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I will say also, 
that, uh, you know, we say 148, almost 150,000 downloads in the last 12 months. Mm. Those, those are just downloads. That's not books printed. Right. So if somebody downloads a message book, um, they might print, if they're right. printing for their local assembly, yeah. they might print 25, 50, 100 copies. Uh, for sure. example, in Uga in Uganda, when we print, we would download one. That would count as one download, and we print five thousand books. Wow! Yeah. So exactly. you see, that's that's that, that's a great multiplier mm -hmm. of this number. It's one hundred and fifty thousand downloads, but that might account for millions of books that are printed off the Message Hub right. around the world. There's places like Vision Books, Brother Barry Coffee and his church, uh, Hickory Bible Tabernacle. And down there in North Carolina, and they they're involved in printing, and we've just been working on the Cebuano language for them. For the Philippines, they want to be printing in the Philippines. He just sent mm. he just sent me a picture, uh, actually a video, a glorious video of three brothers pushing a handcart up a hill, <laughs> loaded with boxes oh of my. message books in <laughs> Nicaragua, I think it was. That's amazing. And I thought that was a phenomenal video. God bless those three brothers physically laboring <laughs> to feed God's sheep right. and feed God's lambs. Amen. Uh, there's also an, an announcement here for a new language. It says Kitra language from South America. Mm -hmm. It's my first time hearing about this. Is it something that's been happening in the past several weeks or is this? This has just been a few months. There's some brothers working together on Quechua. Quechua is a tribal language in, I'm thinking, the Peru, uh, Chile uh, mountainous areas. Okay. And Quechua is a tribal language and they're translating the church age book. And we have the first two chapters uploaded wow. onto the message hub. Amazing. So uh, if anybody listening speaks the Quechua language, you can download it now from the message hub. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we've covered everything here. Um, there's the from the desk of brother Tim Dodd there at the end of the, uh, the last page of the magazine here i'm not going to read all of it but i like how you end this for the team talking about the disappointment there is in the world today mm -hmm. everywhere you look at every level of society there's a disappointment but it's it's good to get some good news amen any uh closing comments no i think that that sums it up brother jean is that getting the message out and seeing the fruits of the message is always good news mm -hmm. and and I kind of use a play on words there in my comment because we know the gospel literally means the good news. Yeah. And so we are spreading the good news and we are hearing the good news. <laughs> hearing the good news about the good news. <laughs> and so uh, we're thrilled with what God is doing. Even, you know, even in areas, there's areas that we don't cover in the Faith Challenge Report every time. Sometimes we cover it once in a while. There's other areas like Angola and different places that things are happening in. China, of course, is usually always covered. But, you know, we, we just thank God for what he's doing in all of these areas. And every time we get a picture, we get a report, we get a testimony from somebody, it's good news. You know, it's always good news. And we thank God for being involved in what he's doing in these last days. This is a living gospel. This is a supernatural, alive message that is going out and catching the elect of God in these last days as we prepare for the catching away. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. 
Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This was another episode of the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to hear more about what the Lord is doing around the world, please go to www.bibleway.org. That's www.bibleway.org. And subscribe to the newsletter to receive updates about what the Lord is doing. Additionally, if you desire to contact us, please email us at info at bible-believers.org. Once more, that's info at bible-believers.org. Or you can also write to us and our mailing address is Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. Until next time, shalom.